flags upside down. Now, I'm very conscious of that because that means something to me. Man, they was kidding, thank the Lord. But uh, anyhow, tonight I want you to read a portion of Scripture to me. It just thrills my soul every time I think about it. Matthew chapter 26, and I'd like to begin to read Matthew chapter 26 and verse 17. Verse 17. Now, the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house without my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, it is I. He said unto him, Thou hast said. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll bless the reading and studying of thy word tonight. Help us to see how important it is to have Jesus with us all the time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Look at verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, break it, gave it to the disciples, said, Eat, take, eat, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out in the Mount of Olives. Verse 17, if you'll go back with me. The words the disciples asked Jesus, Where were thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? The disciples never questioned if Jesus would eat the Passover. They simply asked him, and they didn't ask him why, because it was fulfilled in all the scriptures pertaining to him. And he just simply asked him, uh, where are you going to have it? People need to know God's people can be counted on. Amen? Uh, what is right to do, we ought to do it. Now, it was customary for every devout Jew to observe the Passover feast and eat the Passover uh, meal. Matthew 3, verse 15 says, Jesus was careful to fulfill all righteousness. You know, the world needs Christians today who will be careful to fill or fulfill all righteousness. Not just to see how close they can come to the world. Verse 18 is precious to me also. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. 
Did you notice the Bible doesn't say who this man was? Now, I don't know who he was because the Bible doesn't tell us. But I know one thing. I bet that boy was excited. Amen? Think about it. The master teacher, his disciples, were coming to his house today. Now, what's exciting about this is, did you know that Jesus comes to our house all the time? Jesus is with us all the time. That's what excites me. <coughs> I thought about it. Wouldn't it be something? Uh, I know as a pastor, and I hate to say this because y'all won't invite me into your house no more, but uh, I know that uh, if if I call somebody and I say I'm coming over to see them or some tragic happening in life and, and they know I'm coming, uh, you can tell they clean up the house. <laughs> Amen? I mean, they take everything... It, not belongs in the refrigerator out of it. They take a, uh, every book that does not be on the coffee table, they get rid of that, and they put out a Bible, and they get everything, because uh, the preacher's come to our house. Amen? Can you imagine for just a second? Here's excitement above excitements to me. Jesus Himself coming to this man's house. Matthew 28 and verse 20 teaching them to deserve all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So I know by that verse that Jesus is with us all the time. Now, thank God for the abiding presence of our Savior. Verse 22, And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? John 13, verse 22, Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now here's another verse that proves the unsaved can look just like the saved. They didn't even know who it was. And it's like a, many a person that comes to church claiming to be Christians, but they're not. And you can't tell the difference. And you know what God says about that? Let's just get them all under the preaching of the gospel. One day God will reveal that. Amen? That's not mine and your job. Another thing, point to prove Judas was not a Christian is, uh, verse 22. Look at verse 22. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, it is I. And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him. Now, notice verse 25 with me. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said, and if thou hast said. Now I got news for you, although that word master there is capitalized, Jesus is not just the master. If you'll notice, all the other disciples called him Lord. But Judas called him master. Jesus is not just a master teacher uh, to a Christian. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. So that revealed to me he didn't know him as Savior. In verse 26 through 28 is the institution of the Lord's Supper. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 24, gives us the account almost word by word with Matthew's account here. And Luke 22 verse 19 adds this, This doing remembers of me. Now notice verse 26 back here in our text. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. 
Now there's false teaching in the world today by many a teacher that the bread and wine taken in communion actually becomes the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By some man, a priest, standing up and, and uh, asking God to bless the bread and the wine, that that wine actually becomes the body and blood of Christ because of these verses. And notice now, this is called the doctrine of transubstitution. That is, the converting of one substance into another. But the bread was not his body literally. You know why I know that? Because he's sitting at the table with them. Amen? You go back and read it and study very carefully. He can't be sitting at the bread with them in his body and having the bread there and call it saying that's his body also. So what's he talking about? He meant that the broken unleavened bread represented his body which would be pierced, broken, so to speak, on the cross for the sins of mankind. There's no trace of an altar or priest here. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 22 is talking about no man can be saved without the blood. Now this new and living way opened to us by the blood of Jesus Christ, which Hebrews 10 talks about, God can be just and yet justify those who accept the sacrificial atoning death of Jesus and come to Him by faith. Leviticus 17, verse 14. The life of the flesh is the blood. God is holy. God is just. And by giving His Son Jesus on the cross for us, as He did instead of us, Jesus is our substitute. And by the crucifixion of Jesus, God could show His abhorrence of sin and unrighteousness and still be justified by saving the lost sinner. Verse 29. Now look at verse 29 with me, please. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now, I had somebody just uh, just lately come up to me and preach uh, where Jesus turned water into wine. Did He turn the water into true wine, fermented wine? I said, absolutely not. Well, the Bible said He turned water into wine. But wait a minute. If you know how to study the Bible in the Greek and the Hebrew, the, the Greek has the word wine but it never associates it with the Lord's Supper as fermented wine. There's more uses of the word wine in Scripture than just a fermented wine. And so we know without a doubt the Bible never contradicts itself. And in Proverbs where it says wine is a mock of strong drink, is a, uh, it'll make a fool out of you. And you think Jesus would turn around and make wine, a fermented wine at the Lord's Supper to make fools out of everybody? That'd be a contradiction. No, he didn't. He made true grape juice. If you could understand by it, you'd have to go back and study all that now to know what true grape juice was back then. It was out the elements that would taint it. Remember some yeast in the Bible speaks of sin. Now, to make wine, fermented wine, you have to have yeast placed in it. And so if you put yeast in the wine, you would say that Jesus' blood was not pure. And so if we know then it wasn't. Now I want you to watch some because it's very important. 
The life of the flesh is the blood. God is just. And notice this verse says, the Lord's Supper for us means two things when we partake of it. We do so in remembrance of His dying for our sins. It's a memorial service. We do so to testify Jesus is coming again and set up His kingdom on this earth one day forever and ever. Now, we who believe will eat the bread and drink the fruit of the vine with Jesus in His coming kingdom. And every time you read in the Bible where it talks about the Lord's Supper, it's always the fruit of the vine. Wine is not mentioned there. Not fermented wine. It's never mentioned with it. You know what wine in the Bible speaks of? The kind that Jesus is talking about? Joy. That's what it speaks of. You know one of these days we're going to sit down and eat with Jesus at His table? What a joy that's going to be. Amen. I can't even fathom. I had the best time today with my family. We got a bunch that just just loves one another. There's no arguing. There's no fussing. They playing, uh, telling, just you know, gouging at one another, playing with one another, playing with one another's kids, eating all kind. Of, all of them cooking. I mean, we had a big old turkey and I had a big old ham and all kind of finger foods and and they're fixing me and my wife a plate and sit down and. And just the whole afternoon was spent just having fun with one another. And you know what? Can you imagine a family of God one day? Being around the table of God one day? And having the joy of the Lord? That's what that's talking about in verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out in the Mount of Olives. Now let me give you something sweet here. The Passover was always held at a full moon. And as Jesus and His disciples left the Passover chamber and walked towards the Mount of Olives, the full moon was overhead, lighting up the valley before them. You know what's so important about that? The light of the world is the Lord Jesus. And He was walking towards the darkness of Gethsemane to meet the head of the powers of darkness, Satan, and to defeat him once and for all at Calvary. Amen? You know what I believe is all my... I know it's true. That Jesus defeated the devil. You know why the devil's so busy of defeating, uh, discouraging people and Christians even today? He's busy. He's at work. You know why? Because he knows he ain't got long. He knows he's only got a short time left. And he's going to do everything he can to defeat God's people and sinners and take them to hell with him. And I got news for you. We have the light of the world. We can know the truth. Amen. I love this portion of Scripture. God's good to us. Will you stand with me, please? Heavenly Father, we do thank you for Jesus. We thank you for our Savior. And Lord, we know that you're the only one that can shine a light on Your precious Word by the Holy Spirit, that we might understand it. The light of the world is Jesus. And when He comes into our hearts, then we begin to understand how great salvation really is. Bless us, dear Lord, as Your people tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please.